You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans, you're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. On today's show, we are discussing the five things that need to happen for the New York Mets to win the National League East this year. In the first segment, I'll dive into some things on the pitching side Second segment, we'll look a little bit more into the offense, and we're going to close the show with some prospect milestones that need to be reached as well. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment matter more by visiting FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Now, five things the Mets have to do to win the National League East. Obviously, throughout a season, a million things can come up, both when it relates to the Mets and other teams in this division. So we're not going to focus about the Phillies or the Braves today, but I guess a couple of things to just acknowledge on those ends. Things that would help the Mets. Maybe this is a different show, but we'll, we'll, we'll go down this lane really quick. It would help the Mets if they if the Braves really felt the loss of Dansby Swanson this year. I think that's one thing that people aren't really talking about that we should pay attention to. And from the Phillies' side, it's how do they hold off without Bryce Harper to start the season. Those are their biggest question marks. But here are some that I think... The Mets need to answer based on what they did last year and the winning formula that they found that led them to 101 wins and on the precipice of winning the NLE's crown, taking it from the Braves, who've now won it five years in a row. We're going to start with the pitching staff. To me, there's two things that really stand out more than anything else. And, you know, we discussed Kodai Sang on Friday, the breakout candidate that he is. You have depth starters like Jose Quintana and Carlos Carrasco that you want to be good. But for the Mets to be a dominant team, there's three arms that stand out above the rest. It's Max Scherzer, it's Justin Verlander, and it's Edwin Diaz. Now, when it comes to the first two, the Mets' co-aces, what I think needs to happen this year for the Mets to win the division is to get 54 starts out of those two pitchers. Now, where did Ryan come up with 54 starts? Well, what's 162 divided by 3? not mistaken, it's 54. So that is where I got there. If you get a third of your starts this season from those two guys, I think the Mets are in good shape. And also, last year, they got 34 starts from Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. So getting 20 additional starts from your ace duo atop, I'm not concerned at all about the type of production the Mets will get if those two pitchers are healthy. If Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander are on the mound, I expect them to be effective. But for Scherzer, you're talking about a pitcher in his late 30s, Verlander, early 40s. This is a time where, naturally, athletes start to break down. Max Scherzer, he saw really his first kind of injury-plagued season in a while, dealing with all those injuries last year to his side, uh, the oblique injuries, the zing that he felt, 
you hope that he does not have that this year. And I do think that in some respects, that early injury really impacted him all year long. Even though he got back on the mound and was very effective, you know, was Max Scherzer in the playoffs dealing with a little something where he just wasn't quite himself entirely. So that's a big thing for the Mets this season. Justin Verlander, how many starts did they get out of him? He went out through 175 innings uh, for the Astros last year. I believe he might have actually been right around that start total. Let me look this up real quick. I, I honestly believe that he, I know he didn't get to 30 starts for the Astros because they can employ more starters. And I do think there is a chance that the Mets do go to a six-man rotation at certain points of the year. You have David Peterson that could fill in. You have guys like Scherzer and Verlander that might need a little bit extended rest just to make sure you get them to the end of the season healthy. And you got pitchers that are capable to fill in with David Peterson and Tyler McGill. Last year, Verlander had 28 starts. That's right on line with what um, you know I'm putting out here. If he was able to put up 28 starts and you got 26 out of Scherzer, that would get you to the 54 mark that I'm looking at. And really, bare minimum, 50. They get 25 starts apiece because they employ a six-man rotation a little bit more than I'm anticipating. That could be fine, too. It's just a matter of having those guys healthy for a majority, if not all, of the season. Now, the third pitcher in the mix that I wanted to discuss, Edwin Diaz. It's pretty simple. It's not a set ERA. I don't know if he's going to pitch you know, uh, to a sub-2 ERA again, but it's more just... Edwin Diaz being the dominant Edwin Diaz we saw last year. Maybe the results won't quite be there the way they were. Maybe he'll get knocked around a time or two that will inflate that ERA. But more times than not, you want the trumpets blaring. You want everyone fired up at City Field for when he takes the mound with a lead late. And you feel confident the Mets are going to win that game. If they get Edwin Diaz being that dude again, and they have those two aces, I mean, just think about 54 games out of 162 with that formula, where a Verlander or a Scherzer can get you through six, seven, maybe even eight innings, and could even just be the guys that hand the ball directly off to an Edwin Diaz, even in a big game where Edwin might get you more than three outs. They're the three best pitchers on this team, and they need to be that for the Mets to reach their ceiling this season. But there's also a lot of bats at the step up as well, and that's where we're going to get to next. Before we do, though, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers are getting a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores of an NBA game to three-pointers drained. A lot you can look at. and You can even combine different things at FanDuel to get a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Personally, I'm also already looking towards the baseball season. Spring training opening up. I have my eyes on the MLB futures already. Spent the entire show on Friday talking about this guy, and I really think this is the time to jump on this futures bet Kodai Senga plus 750 to win Rookie of the Year. I think that is some great value on your money. So I would go to FanDuel right now. Check that out. Check out all the NBA action. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Now, as we move over to the offense, what needs to happen from this group for the Mets to find enough success to win the division? The first thing that stands out to me is the best two hitters in this lineup, the two guys that carried the team last year that were in the lineup every single day except for when one of them maybe slammed his hand into a hotel door and the other one got hit by a pitch in the hand. This is Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso. The Mets need these guys to produce the power day in, day out. Look up and down that lineup. They have a lot of good hitters. Jeff McNeil, Brandon Emma, Sterling Marte, great hitters. Mark Canna is going to give you something every day. He's going to get on base. He's going to grind out ABs. You got Eduardo Escobar. We'll see if the power comes. It might not. Daniel Vogelback, he's going to get his walks. How many home runs is he going to hit? The prospects, we're going to talk about them in a little bit here. A lot of different contributors can step up. But if you're looking for that consistent source of power, there's nowhere else to look than Pete Alonso. And secondarily, it's Francisco Lindor. They need to be the engine that drives the offense. And in Major League Baseball nowadays, you got to hit the home run ball. Those are the two best home run hitters on this team currently. Could we see a prospect rise up to that stature very soon with Francisco Alvarez or Brett Beatty or Mark Vientos? Potentially, but they're not there yet. You know, Eduardo Escobar, could he have some power? Absolutely. As I already mentioned, Vogelback, they got pop, but do either of them have 30 home runs in the tank this year? I don't think so. Francisco Lindor has gotten there multiple times in his career, and I believe he can get there again. It's going to help that you get a little bit of extra, um, you know, distance coming back your way in right center field at City Field. A little bit of smaller dimensions might help Lindor, who, as a left-handed hitter, can can certainly show power that way. So I like that a lot for him. And Pete Alonso, I think you sort of know what you're going to get. But the thing that needs to happen. To, to get the power of those two that has to come if they're going to win the division, I set a number at 70 home runs. Very attainable. Last year, they didn't quite get there, though. You know, Pete had 40, Lindor had 26. I want more pop from them. And it could come from either dimension. It can come from either player. It could be 45 from Pete, 25 from Lindor. It could be 31 from Lindor, 39 from Pete. They got to hit that 70 number as a low baseline because you know what? I think they could get higher. I think that Pete Alonso can hit 50 home runs in a season again. I think Francisco Lindor could get 35 if all broke right. He has 38 once in his career. I think he has that type of power if he's you know, hitting his stride. Last year, it seemed like every single month he was going to get you at least four or five homers, which is great. But if he has one of those months like September of 2021 where he gets eight or nine uh, and he puts maybe one or two of those months together throughout the season and then he's consistent the other months, you never know what can happen with Lindor. So I, I like that as a barometer. Now, a secondary uh, thing to look at when it comes to this starting lineup of established veterans that I think needs to happen for the Mets to have enough success to win this division. Pretty simple. It's getting enough games out of Brandon Nimmo and Starling Marte. They need at least 140 games from one of those guys and 100 from the other one, which is about what they got last year. Nimmo stayed on the field for 150 games. Marte just over uh, 100. I think it was 119 altogether. So, that's another element that I think the Mets need. They need those guys to be healthy because they just don't have a lot of depth behind them. You know, if Nimmo goes down and Marte slides the center, you're fine. Or even if Canna's in center with Marte and right and McNeil's in left field, they can get by. But if you get to a point 
where Tommy Pham is starting in left and Jeff McNeil is starting in right and you got Guillaume at second base, suddenly this team is nowhere near as potent. So they need those two guys in particular to just get out on the field because what they bring when it comes to the defense in the outfield as well as the above average contributions offensively, it can't be replaced in this organization really in any other capacity. So that is another one of the things that the Mets need. So far, we've got four. We got Verlander, Scherzer, 54 starts, Edwin Diaz being his dominant self, 70 home runs from Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor, and at least 140 games from one of Nimmo and Marte with 100 from the other. The last thing the Mets need, we're going to get to that in just a minute. Before we do, though, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year where we're all trying to get a little bit healthier as we move beyond 2022, deep into 2023, and you don't want to compromise taste when you're trying to stay healthy. You want to find something that you can enjoy, and that is why I love Built Bars. What makes Built Bars so good is that they're covered in 100% real chocolate with so many unbelievable flavors, you never get bored. You just change up what you get in your next mixed box if you go to Built.com, and you can try some delicious flavors like churro, the peanut butter brownie, the coconut almond, These are bars that, again, taste like candy bars. They come with amazing macros, and what's even better, they're healthy. Only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't have to wait around for a box. While you could go to Built.com, as I just mentioned, you also can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk up to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box. You can pick up a 4-bar box of the cookies and cream, the double chocolate, or the coconut puffs. Or if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box of their hit flavors, the brownie batter or the churro. You can thank me later. Go to your local store and buy Built Bars today. All right, the last thing the New York Mets need to win the National League East this year is 25 home runs from their prospects. This is a a different angle to look at the prospect. I was going to say you need a breakout star from one of them, and that's still really where I'm leaning here. I don't think that you're just going to get, you know, 10 from Alvarez and 10 from Vientos and 5 from Beatty or maybe flip that around a little bit because I think Beatty's going to get the most run. It's really just about having consistent at-bats going to those guys where – if one of them is thriving, they're able to put up a 15-home run season. I think if Brett Beatty goes out and he gets 450 plate appearances, he will eclipse 10 and get close to 15. I think if Francisco Alvarez gets that same amount of run or even a Mark Vientos where they get over 400 plate appearances for whatever reason. you know, For Vientos, maybe his Vogelback pulls a hamstring or something. He's out to start the season Mark Vientos is your everyday DH to open things up, and it's amazing, and suddenly that's his job. A lot can happen throughout the season where one of these guys can get thrust into action. I think Brett Beatty has the clearest pathway based on his ability to play third base and even some left field, but you never really know how things are going to shake out. Getting that home run production from the prospects is going to be big because I can make an argument. If you look up and down this 40-man roster, if I had to sort of power rank the power hitters on the Mets, I'd be hard-pressed to put these prospects that much lower than Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor on this list. 
I mean, just raw pop. In some ways, for for one, Vientos and Alvarez, as far as raw power is concerned, I mean, I like them more than, man, I mean, I could just tell you right now off the top of my head, definitely over everyone not named Alonzo, Lindor, Vogelback, and Escobar. And again, if you gave an equal sample size to these prospects compared to those vets, I don't know if they don't have more in the tank. I think they honestly do. You know, Brett Beatty has incredible pop, maybe more uh, of doubles to start. We'll see if he can you know, hit the ground running and, and lift out of Major League ballparks. But then again, he did it on the first swing that he took as a Major League hitter. So I don't think it'd be that shocking to see 15 home runs out of Brett Beatty and then you get 10 from the other two. Honestly, I think that could even be the low end because if by the All-Star break, Brett Beatty is your everyday third baseman and Francisco Alvarez has grabbed the catcher spot. You might get 30 to 40 home runs from these guys if they get that much run, including what Vientos might provide at the DH position. The Mets prospects are something that needs to be talked about, needs to be covered. That's why I spent so much time on it throughout this offseason because these are top 100 guys, depending on the list you look at. No, it's just baseball. All three of them have made our top 100 list that have shown about all you need them to in the minor leagues. You know, when it comes to Beatty, I think he hasn't quite shown it at AAA, but his season at AA was so impressive that it was enough for me. For Mark Vientos, he has shown it at all the levels you wanted to. AA, AAA, he's done it. For Alvarez, maybe he needs to show a little more in AAA, but he also had a great run of success when he came off the injured list in Syracuse in September where he started to figure it out. And he's the type of just immense, raw, talented player that you just can't count him out for having a big impact if he gets on the field. He's just that type of a dude. So I love these three prospects. I think they're going to really move the needle for the Mets in a massive way. And to me, the bare minimum of that is getting 25 home runs from those Mets prospects this season. So that's my list. Five things that need to happen for the Mets to win the National League East. 54 starts from Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer. A dominant Edwin Diaz season. Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor hitting 70 bombs. Getting 140 games out of one of Brendan Nimmo and Sterling Marte and 100 out of the other. And then lastly, 25 homers from the Mets prospects. We'll see if those things can happen, if the Mets can capture their first NLE's title since 2015. Anyway, that's going to be all for today's edition of Locked On Mets. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. Follow the show, at Locked On Mets. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by Lindsey Crosby. Locked On MLB Prospects is where you want to go to learn about the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts.